But hey, welcome back. You're on with two mics. Dr. Michael Scheuer, best-selling author of New York Times. Colonel Mike, who never wrote a book, just reads them. And uh, I just want to say this. I think this is his third visit with us. We've had a lot of requests to have him back on, and he's welcome to come back anytime. Fred Coulter, who's with us again today, we're happy to have him with us. And Fred has been very nice, and uh, his organization has sent me many books, as well as uh, Mike got a couple. And I can tell you, just in time for the uh, Back to School special, you may want to get on that website. And don't forget, you can order the faithful version of the Bible. You can order, which I'm reading right now, Occult Holidays. So let's go right to it. Welcome back, Fred Coulter. Fred Coulter's with the Church of God out in California. And Fred's going to say a few things today. I guess he's got something to say. But Fred, I really want to say these books that you're sending are tremendous. I mean, the knowledge that's inside these books that you wrote, and it's just amazing. And if we could touch on tattoos today, since I've seen a lot of tattoos around me, I guess the last six months, maybe you could touch about what the Bible has to say about tattoos. But welcome back, Fred. Thanks for having me back. Mike mentioned that the Christian Biblical Church of God here in Post Office Box 1442, Hollister, California, we have more books, more in-depth Bible studies concerning the Bible. Just pure Bible truth for the average person. It's not written by theologians. Theologians are not allowed. They're liars. Okay? They don't, they don't stick with the truth, and they want to promulgate their own establishment, whatever it is. So Christian Biblical Church of God also sponsors church at home. So if you've been having trouble trying to find some things, in your church, where you go to church, and they're they're changing everything into the wokeness of Satan's society that is sweeping the world, then you better go to church at home, and you better go through all of those segments that we have. We have over 500 half-hour segments for people who are new, need to understand the Bible. What is the Bible? Where is God? How do I know what to do? All of those things are covered there. Okay? And today, this world is becoming worse by the second. And people are lost. People are out there. You look at a vast sea of humanity and you think, how? Can God know me? How can I seek God? That's the question we'll cover today. Because God knows. And you can get in touch with God as quickly as you can get on your knees to pray to him. But you pray to him. You don't pray to Mary because she's not in heaven. Okay? You don't pray to any other saint because no one has gone to heaven. That's the lie of this world. And a lot of people get upset when, they're, when their lies are exposed. 
but who is the father of lies? None other than Satan, the devil. Now then, how do we as individuals come to seek God and God hear us and God find us? Now think about this for just a minute. Here's something very interesting back here in Acts, the 17th chapter, because Acts 17 is very important since it is at Athens in Greece, okay? Acts 17. And here the Apostle Paul is coming to the philosophers. Now, who are the philosophers? The philosophers were the religious ones of his day, of which most of Western Christianity, i.e. Catholicism, is based upon philosophy, not on the scriptures. Oh, they use the scriptures, just like the Protestants, they use a little more. But they don't follow through to truly believe, and they mislead people. Okay? Here, Acts 17. Paul was there in, in Athens. And he was walking through the city, seeing all the idols, all the statues. You know, that's no different than St. Peter's in Rome today. Why do they have to have all those idols? What are those for? Well, they're not of God because God has a commandment against idols. All right. So here Paul comes in there. They know nothing about Christ. They know nothing about the true God. They worship all of these pagan and foreign gods, which are now today in our day, making a resurrection back into the society and causing many, many more problems and difficulties. So they had a little worship center to the unknown God. So Paul was brought up to speak to all the philosophers that he says, I see your reverence to demons. And as I was passing by, I saw an inscription to the unknown God. And he says, him, I'm going to speak about today to you. So that's exactly what I'm going to do today for you. And he says this. Verse 24, he is the God who made the world and all things that are in it. That's the true God. Being Lord of heaven and earth. Now think about that, because our contact with God is direct to him. But there's a certain way we have to do it, and if we don't do it, we won't be in contact with him. He does not dwell in temples made with hands nor is he served in the hands of men as though he needs anything, for he gives to all. Now think about this. Here you are watching the program, right? I don't know if you've had lunch. I don't know if you've had dinner. But you're breathing. You have eaten food. Everything that you have, God has made of and created so that men can live. 
He's made it all. And he has made all to dwell, all of the nations to dwell upon all the face of the earth. Okay. Now, how many billions of people are there? 7.5 billion. Now, think of this for a minute. How would you like to try and figure the menu for China every day of the year, minimum two meals a day? That is three billion meals. Because they have 1.5 billion and their mouths are open for food. Well, God provides everything for everyone, but they don't know it. How about for you? Do you know that God provides for you? Do you know that he gives you every breath of air that, that you breathe and every drop of water that you drink and every morsel of food that you eat? And that comes from him? Have you thanked him for it? Do you look toward him for it? Well, you need to. Here's why he's put us in all the different nations. Verse 27, in order that they might seek the Lord. That's what you need to do. Seek the Lord. Don't seek a psychology. Don't seek just a comfortable setting. Seek the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Now we'll talk about how to do that and how God responds. How does God know when you get on your knees and pray to him? Maybe you've never prayed to God. How do you know he's going to hear? How does that work? Well, just give you a little clue, one thing to think on. Jesus said that when a sparrow falls to the earth, God knows it. And aren't you worth many sparrows? Jesus said to his disciples. Now here's the whole thing. If perhaps they might find him. See, qualifier, if perhaps there are certain things that need to be done. People like to have God as a hip pocket God or a lucky rabbit foot so that when they're in trouble, they can use it and call upon God and he'll rescue them. Well, that's not how it works. God is sovereign. God is Lord. God is master. God is over all. Okay. Now, he put us in a nation that we might seek after him and might find him. How do you find God? You find God through the pages of his word. Because God has done one of the most wonderful things that has ever been done in the history of the world. He has caused his word, the Holy Bible, to be available in more languages than any other book on earth. And it is more Bibles have been published. And especially if you have a smartphone, 
You can go to a faithful version or the original Bible restored, and you can order your own digital download to your phone. The word of God from God to you in your hand. But God expects action. And we'll see that in just a little bit here. Though truly, he is not far from each one of us. Huh. How can that be? Why are you a human being with the spirit of man in you? How did that happen? There's no such thing as evolution. If you believe in evolution, you believe in Satan, the devil, and, and you believe in in lunacy science. Never happened. Little sidebar on that. They have just now understood with the Jack Webb website that there was no main explosion which created everything. There is no evidence of it in the Jack Webb telescope pictures that they have. And scientists don't know what to do because the very basis of what they have believed for the last 400 years had fallen to the ground because God exists and God is true and God is there and he's not far from every one of us. All right. Now here's another thing to think about. I want you to think about this the next time you go look at yourself in the mirror. Okay? But in him... All right? In God, the creator, who made everything, who made you, who created all human beings from the speck of dust, lest that the eye could see, and everything that there is in the world, and everything that there is in the universe. For in him we live. Who keeps your heart beating? your lungs working, your intestines working, your mind functioning. Who gave you all of that that you could use it? And the question becomes, how do you use it? For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of the poets among you have said, we are his offspring. I want you to think about that. We're the offspring of God, and God has a plan for all human beings that he's working and carrying out here on the earth. And you need our big, thick book. Now, it'll be a heavy read for you, but it will tell you that God's plan for mankind is revealed by his Sabbath and holy days. And understand this. All of the holidays of this world have nothing to do with God. So therefore, we're the offspring of God. We should not think that the Godhead is like that which is made of gold or silver or stone or engraven of art devised by the imagination of men. Men cannot conjure up God in their imagination. You want to know what God looks like? God says he made us in his image after his likeness, okay? Male 
and female. And today, the satanic scientists of this world are going headlong to destroy gender that God has created, to destroy minds and bodies of human beings for the sake of the elite. And you better get your heart open, and you better come to God on his terms, because he's not coming to you on your terms. All right, now let's come to Psalm 119. Here's what we are to do. God will hear you. God will bless you. Now, let me just say this. When you seek God, he knows it. And I'll tell you how he answers back to you and what he does and what you need to do. Psalm 119, verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Lesson number one. The laws of God are working spiritual 24-7 everywhere in the world on every human being wherever they are because that's how God made it. Notice there's a blessing. Who walk in the law of the Lord. Now what is the law of the Lord? The law of the Lord is defined by the Ten Commandments. So everyone needs to ask the question, am I walking in the Ten Commandments or not? All you have to do is go to Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, and you can read about the Ten Commandments and what God says you shall do and shall not do, and most of you are doing everything that God says don't do. Fred, let me interrupt you here a second. Is that because of the teaching that since Jesus came in the New Testament, we just kick the Ten Commandments to the side, right? Oh, yeah, that's part of it, sure. Well, you know, we have the faithful version, and we're reading it, and we have that beautiful calfskin, so just an interruption for a second here. Don't forget to get on the website, get your copy. It's a beautiful calfskin version. I have mine, Mike has his, and we're reading up on it. Okay, now verse 2. Blessed. Now, everyone wants to be blessed, all right? Let's ask the question this way. Do you want to be cursed? Well, no, I don't want to be cursed. Well, if you want the blessing of God, you've got to do things his way. Right? Blessed are those who keep his commandments and who seek him with the whole heart. So how's God going to seek you? How are you going to cry out to God? All right? Let me tell you something that is astounding in the Bible that most people know nothing about but can help lead them to finding God, the true God, not the figment of the imagination of theologians and the establishment religions of this world. They are all of Satan, the devil. And that's what's wrong with the world. All right. 
Now, let me tell you back here in Revelation, the first chapter. Yes, right here, verse 4. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace and peace be to you from him who is, who was, who is to come. That's Christ. Now notice. And from the seven spirits which are before the throne. Now the seven spirits are called the seven eyes of God. Now what do those seven eyes do? Well, those seven eyes find those who are searching for him. So if you're searching for God and you cry out to God and say, God, help me, help me, oh Lord, I need your intervention. You, I need your, your truth. I need your love. Okay. Now let's come back here to 2 Chronicles 15. 2 Chronicles 15. Now here's something you need to understand. The Spirit of God is there to help you. God is spirit, and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't worship him with your tinker toy rosaries and say that you're worshiping God. Okay? You worship him in spirit and truth from the heart, from the mind, from the innermost part of your being. That's what God wants. He will hear. He will answer. He will be with you. He'll watch over you. Okay? Now notice this in Second Chronicles 15. Azariah, the prophet, came to Asa the king, and he said, Hear me, Asa, all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. Mark that clearly. The Lord is with you while you are with him. But what if you leave him? He's not with you. That's called going your own way. In fact, let me just do a quick break here, Fred. The music group Fleetwood Mac, they made a song, You Could Go Your Own Way. Very popular song. So millions and millions of copies probably one platinum, and they were the ones who opened up the uh, ceremony for the Clinton inauguration. Just a little sidebar there. Okay. Interesting indeed. Okay. Now then, it goes on. The Lord is with you while you are with him, and if you seek him, he will be found by you. That's what people want but they don't want to seek God. They want God to come at their little beck and call. No way happen. Okay. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, if your life is in a heap, big pile of trouble, there is your answer right there. You have forsaken God. So you get out the Ten Commandments and you go over them and you ask yourself, am I keeping them? And if not, then you need to repent to God. 
for breaking them because you are bringing upon yourself the automatic curses that take place. Okay. Now over here in chapter 16, it talks about the eyes of the Lord. So this is how God finds you. You can be out there one of 7.5 billion people. And God will find you. And you can find God if you do it God's way. Okay, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord. Seven eyes back there in Revelation. Go to and fro on the earth, seeking those that are seeking him. God wants to know. He will hear. He will answer. But you've got to stick with it. You can't just have a, a fleeting emotion in your heart and your mind and then cry out to God and he helps you. And then you turn around like walking away from your vomit and go do your own thing again. All right. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro in all the whole earth. All the time. Eyes of the Lord are going. That's in addition to all of the angels. Okay. Notice, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect with him. Okay. Now, how is your heart perfect with God? You confess your sins to him. And sin is the transgression of the law. And when you confess your sins, you are to quit breaking the laws of God. And all of the Protestants have caused billions of people to be trapped into the lie that you don't have to keep the commandments of God. When God says, and we read in Psalm 119, blessed are those who seek him with the whole heart, okay? And who walk in his commandments. And that means what? What, do, what does it mean to walk in the commandments of God? It means that's how you live your life. By the commandments of God, okay? And that's what most people don't know, don't understand, don't realize what they're doing. Okay. Well, Fred, wasn't that for the Jewish people? It's not in the New Testament. That's a good question, Mike, because the Jews like to say that to Protestants so that they won't get into the Old Testament. And the Protestants like it because they don't like to keep the commandments of God. No. The commandments were made for all people. For the Jews to say that the Old Testament is their religion is a lie. Also, in the book of Revelation, it talks about the Ten Commandments. It talks about keeping my commandments. That's right. Let's come to First John, the second chapter. All right? And this will blow your mind. All right? Because most people think, that if you accept Jesus, you don't have to keep any laws. You don't have to keep any commandments. First John 
the second chapter, and this is very basic. Now, let's understand something. John was the apostle that Jesus loved. And John wrote more about the love of God. And what you're going to find when you read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, which I recommend you do, that there is no separation between loving God and keeping his commandments. They go hand in hand. It's like your right foot and your left foot. Okay? Cut off one of your feet. How are you going to walk on two feet? Never happened. By this standard, in other words, there has to be a standard of living. There has to be a standard by which you guide your life. And that standard better be the word of God. Okay? By this standard, we know that we know him if, see, if we're going to seek God and he respond to us, what's the if? There's no if to God. The if belongs to us. If we keep his commandments, and they are listed in the Bible, and like Mike said, most people say, well, that's for the Jews, so they don't read it, so they don't know that they're in sin. They don't know that their lives are all messed up because they're breaking the laws and commandments of God. And that lies at the feet of every pastor, every minister, every priest, every pope, every cardinal, everyone who professes to be teaching the truth of God, but do not but teach lies. Okay. Now notice, verse 4, try this on for signs. The one who says, I know him. Now, there are a lot of people say, I know the Lord. How do you know that a person knows the Lord? Does a person know the Lord because they tell you they know the Lord? What is the standard? What is the proof? Okay. The one who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments. If you're a Sunday keeper, you're not keeping the commandments of God. It's just that simple. And James wrote that if you break one, you break all. So where do you stand? You want to find God? Well, most people got a lot to learn. They've got to come to God in repentance and humility seeking him with a true heart. No fooling God. He knows every thought. He knows every hair on your head, everything about you. Hey, Mike, did you want to jump in? I see your name popping up. Did you want to jump in a minute? No, I've just been taking notes and enjoying and learning. Oh, I'm glad you I learn every time he's on. And, and our listeners, they comment different places, especially at the website. They write in comments when you bring him back, Fred. So uh, we want to thank you again. And before we wrap up today, you could continue, but we definitely want to touch tattoos. 
are linked to the spirit world. Okay. Page 29, chapter 4 of the book, Occult Holidays or God's Holy Days, which, and a question mark, because Colonel Mike is into this book. And I'm telling you, for all our listeners, especially the guys in America, who uh, almost every person has a tattoo somewhere now, going from their neck to their ankle or whatever, but tattooing is very, very dangerous. So we're oh, going to touch yeah. on Oh, yeah, tattooing can. Okay. Go ahead, sir. I'll, I'll finish it right after this. So you take this standard and you gauge your own life. You think you want to find God? You want to cry out to him? You, you're seeking God? All right. And by this standard, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. God can call us a liar, Fred. God can call us a liar. That's right. Okay, just checking. That And this New Testament doctrine is a liar. Who's the father of lies? Satan the devil. And the truth is not in him. You're not going to find anything about God that's really true. That's why you have all of these movements that from Jonathan Cahn and different ones now trying to bring about a revival, but they don't bring the people to the Sabbath. They don't bring the people to the commandments of God. They don't bring them to the truth of God. They just try and want to settle back into traditional Judaism and traditional Protestantism, traditional Catholicism, and that's what caused the problem. And the Schofield Bible. Let's not forget the Schofield Bible. Yeah, the Schofield Bible. Terrible interpretations of prophecy. Now, verse 5. On the other hand, if anyone is keeping, keeping New Testament, right? Keeping his word. Have you studied the words of Jesus? Now, we've got a whole book we'll send you on. Harmony of the Gospel, the life of Jesus Christ. Everything laid out, 300 and some odd pages, free. On the other hand, if anyone is keeping his word truly in this one, the love of God is being perfected. Now, I want you to understand this verse. Because they say if you have love, you don't need to keep the commandments. But God says if you keep the commandments, you are practicing love. Huh. By this, we know that we are in him. Anyone who claims to dwell in him is obligating himself also to walk even as he himself, Jesus Christ, walked. Do you do that? Did Jesus break one single commandment? Never. No, he didn't. Never. Never. Now, let's get to the issue of tattoos. The issue of tattoos says in Leviticus 19, you are not to make marks on your body and cut it for the dead or tattoos. Tattoos brings you in to fellowship with Satan's world and Satan himself when you really come to understand it. 
And every single one of the tattoos is some form of demon, idol, Satanism, hatefulness, and God says it shouldn't be. Now, there's so many people with so many tattoos today, I don't know what you're going to do, but I tell you what, the whole thing behind tattoos and everything that caused you to do it, and why did you do it, huh? And a lot of athletes do it so they get power over their competitors. Well, that's appealing to demons to give you strength so that you could overcome your competitor. Now, I don't know what I don't know what to say about it any more than if those things can be removed, but it is difficult indeed. So if you have tattoos, look at them. What does it say? Why do you have to have that? Why do you have to have, oh, I love so-and-so? If you really love them, you don't need to have a tattoo to tell them you love them because you love them, right? Huh? You don't need to transgress the law of God to prove something that if you really love someone, it's from the heart. That's what God wants. See? That's what God wants with all of this, every bit of it. See, what I want you to do, I'm going to give you an assignment to read between now and the time that Mike and Mike have me on again, which is this. I want you to read first, second, and third John about commandment keeping. And I want you to look at the Ten Commandments and understand what they are telling you. And the most important commandment is number four, the Sabbath, which is from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. That is the day that God puts his presence in to visit you as you study his word on the Sabbath day. Boy, that's awesome, Fred. Thank you so much. That is really great. Mike, you have something to say? Just again, thank you. It's a, a little like attending a graduate class. You don't know when to look up and to stop taking notes because something else comes down. So I just wanted to thank you for the Bible, for all you do. And uh, please come back whenever you get the itch. Okay, well, thank God. Don't thank me. I'm just a messenger. He has provided everything that there is. So the most important thing is seek God with all your heart. Get on your knees and cry out to him. Shed tears over your dirty, rotten, filthy sins. He'll forgive them through the blood and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But you don't take that lightly. This world is lost in an absolute cataclysm of Satanism. It's like the flood of Noah. It covered the whole earth. Well, that's what's happening to the earth now, but not with water, but with sin, with Satan. We're trying to change, change genders of children. 
without their parents knowing it, with trying to have babies raised in test tubes to have replacement parts for other human beings. This is a crazy, evil, rotten world, and it starts right with the religionists because they have taught the wrong things and given themselves over to Satan's way and this world and look at the trouble that they have caused in the whole world. So I hope this helps you get some of these things squared around in your life so that you can have some semblance of decency in your life. Now, then to find Jesus Christ after that, it's another whole story, see? First, you've got to come to the point that you change your life and change your behavior the way that you live. Now, I'll end with this, Isaiah 55, okay? This is what we all need to do. And don't let anyone fool you in any way by saying that the Old Testament is for the Jews. It's not. For your information, there were 12 tribes of Israel, not one, 12. You know how to count? The Jews lie all the time and, and say that all 12 tribes reside with them. That's not true. Isaiah 55, will close with this. Verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Because if you don't, he will leave you and you will be wretched indeed. Call upon him while he is near. Not when he has rejected you. Let the wicked forsake his way. Who is the wicked? The wicked are the ones that transgress the laws of God. The wicked are the ones who are currently right now running the government and running the school and running everything that we have in the world to transform it into Satan's delight. Yeah, and the unrighteous man, his thoughts, his thoughts, you've got to change your thinking. And the only way you change your thinking is to put in the word of God, which you don't have in your mind. That's why God has sent, sent his word. Think about it for a minute. Again, we'll end where we began. More Bibles than there are people. And it's the word of God to tell you what to do. And most people reject it or say it doesn't it belongs to the Jews or it belongs to so-and-so. No, it belongs to every human being that lives on the face of the earth. Okay? And let him return to the Lord. So that's the way it is. You're going to seek God. You got to change your thought. You got to change your way. You got to change how you think. You got to change how you see things. And it must be through the word of God. And he will have mercy upon him. He will forgive. He will blot out. He will give you peace. And to God, for he will abundantly pardon.
And here's why. Verse 8, we'll finish. For God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways. So you take that and measure what your life is and what you're doing and where you're going because you can't even come to the first step to Jesus Christ until you seek God this way and you lay your life out to him, okay? We want to thank you, Fred. Fred, this has been another great podcast with you, explaining the word of God, the truth of God. We'll have all the uh, websites available on the notes, and we thank you for your time today again. And, Mike, you have anything to say before we close it up? Yes, just thank you, Fred. It's a thing I look forward to every time we're going to have you on. I went to Catholic school for 12 years, and I've learned more from you than that, that experience. Okay. Well, what you need to do is go to Church at Home and truthofgod.org, CBCG, and we have so much there. Now, if your life right now is all messed up, You need to get the series that we have, The Love of God. Very good, sir. Okay. Come back soon. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank Thank you, Frank.